From the PSIA ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And fun discussion this evening. Uh, we're going to be talking about teaching cross-discipline lessons with Jeff Creel, Matt Boyd, and Eric Rolls. Thank the three of you to, uh, for showing up this evening. Happy to be here. Yeah, super exciting conversation. It's going to be great. What I'd like to do to start out is really talk about exactly what a cross-discipline lesson is. Uh, Jeff, would you like to field that for us? I guess, you know, I could kind of kick it off, you know, to, you know, one of the thoughts, you know, with, with COVID this year, that a lot of people are doing the family lesson or a private lesson really is starting to come into, into play. And I think it's going to be really common that you're going to find, you know, maybe mom or dad is a split discipline, somebody skis, somebody snowboards, and maybe even the children are a little differently there. And then we didn't even begin to like start to talk about maybe there's an adaptive situation in amongst that family, but you know, families are going to want to keep it tight together. And how do we start to approach this when maybe that, that sort of scenario comes in front of us? And these are actually really fun lessons to teach and what a chance to get creative and really kind of bring in that feeling of one team to our lessons. Eric, as a snowboard instructor, what's it like for you when you've got a class with someone on skis and someone on a snowboard. Makes me think of inner ski. Ha! <laughs> yeah, imagine that. We've <laughs> seen that in action. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it is a great opportunity to get really creative. And um, I think what it, a lot of it, what it comes down to is really trying to gauge what type of experience you're going to create for everyone. And, uh, you know, really talking to them and figuring out what their expectations are and then really collecting a bunch of information that you can, you know, shape the experience. And not that it has to be set in that throughout the full duration, but, um, you know, reading some of the cues that they may be presenting on, uh, you know, changing the direction uh, of what you're doing. So, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's a little reactive you know, it's, it's hard to plan it out. You can have a good sense of uh, what you might want to do. Um, but it's really just trying to connect with each individual and seeing what they want out of it. And the reason I brought up Interski is because I was the lone skier in Eric's snowboard clinic and I had a blast. And then I happened to go to Academy and spend a week learning from Matt Boyd. Uh, which was one of the most amazing lessons I've had ever. And Matt, what's it like for you to be on two pieces of uh, material that you slide on snow with and someone shows up on a snowboard in your class? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I thought a little bit about this before the call. And, and you know, Jeff Krill and I worked together for years um, at a ski area in New Hampshire. And I used to always say, and I still do, that if you want to get better at your alpine movement assessment, go out and do movement assessment on somebody on a, in a monoski, um, or do movement assessment on somebody on a snowboard and apply our alpine skiing fundamentals to to different equipment. You know, like in, in, in Jeff's case, you throw a routine answer out there, well, he's not flexing his ankle. And, you know, in Jeff's case, that he can flex his ankle all he wants, but it's not going to affect the, the ski. He's got to move differently to affect the ski. Um, and, and Eric's got to move differently to affect his board. But if we can apply those fundamentals, um, it, it, it really, I think, makes you a better coach in the long run. 
Now, Jeff, I love what Matt just said. One of the most fun times I've had on a mountain is actually chasing you down a run, following your track on your sit ski. Yeah, you know, and when Matt was starting to bring up, it's that openness to being able to, like, look at it from a different perspective, right? You know, you just can't be thinking one way all the time. You know, it's, it is that openness to be able to, like, look at where does that same fundamental come from, you know? So in case of adaptive, you know, you're talking about, you know, for my particular being in the sit ski, you know, when he says flex your ankle, basically that's me flexing at the waist. My waist as I'm sitting flexes just like my ankle does, um, you know, when I'm in a boot. So it's, you just got to look for the same place at the same fundamental is happening. And the same thing in snowboard, you know, it's just different, different tool, but bodies and joints don't really vary that much. The outcome is what we're looking for. Eric, let's kind of bring the people skills into this because how can you really connect with someone on different sliding equipment than you're wearing as the instructor and build that trust with them? And I'd actually like for each of you to answer that question. But Eric, let's start with you. Yeah, so, you know, I think, um, you know, building that rapport initially is good. Um, You know, really, you know, as I mentioned before, really trying to figure out what what the goals are, you know, and and really show them that you're open to creating a unique experience for them. And, you know, listening, listening to their goals and paraphrasing back. And while that's going on, you're collecting information and and trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be a good plan. Um, And then, you know, I think taking it a little step at a time just to make sure you're assessing their their ability levels so you don't overtrain them because you'll, you'll lose some trust with that so just being a little more tactical on trying to work with um, a variety of ability levels you know and I think just being tr- being transparent as well um, with the unique scenario just really talking to them about it being an open communicator saying, well, we have some, some different, you know, disciplines in this same private lesson. This is, we're going to get creative and, and create a good time. And so, um, you know, creating that, building that trust through that open communication um, towards some common goals, I think is, is a key, a key part of it. And then as well as being aware of the group dynamics, you know, being able to manage those group dynamics that, that you're seeing, um, whether it's amongst family members, friends, or kind of, you know, differences within the, within the, um, uh, disciplines themselves. Um, like for example, if, if, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always very cautious on where I stop. And so, you know, me being open about like, okay, we're not going to stop on any of the flat areas because the snowboarder has a harder time getting moving. So we're going to, we're going to stop at these specific spots. So everyone can, you know, proceed down the hill, um, together, you know, trying to lay out a little bit of the, the groundwork, uh, and boundaries, um, to build their confidence too, and, and let them know that, um, that you have the skills to manage the group itself. And so I think those people skills, um, you know, specifically through the fundamentals are going to be key throughout the whole experience, but really kind of front loaded up front as well um, to, to build that trust um, as, 
as you start to, to, to venture on, uh, you know, different experiences throughout the mountain. Matt, anything to add to that? I, I think, you know, you, you, you mentioned, um, you know, people skills from a technical skill side. Um, I find that when I'm working with a, a, a mixed discipline group, you know, particularly the snowboard realm, um, as a coach, when you give feedback or you make, make a suggestion to that, particularly a, a good snowboard athlete, they tend to look at you with a little bit of skepticism. Like, what could you possibly tell me about snowboarding? Um, but if you can prove to them from a technical standpoint that, look, you know what, it might be a different board, but I understand how the body moves to affect, a, a, you know, an edge device in the snow, and you can get some buy-in from them that, hey, yeah, this guy does know what he's talking about, or if it's a female coach, this girl does know what she's talking about, then, then I think you can get some buy-in on that technical realm as well. But I agree with Eric. Um, you really need to spend time just figuring out what it is they want to do differently um, on, on whatever they're standing on. Um, and, and then just look at, at, the, at the way the body moves and try to figure out how they can, they can achieve it. Um, and as I said, I mean, there's no better way to expand your horizons as a coach than to, to, do, it, to do that. So. Uh, Jeff, how about you? You know, so much of, you know, what Matt just started to really speak to there started to make me think about, you know, some of my experiences that I actually go through all the time when you're talking multidiscipline. So in my, you know, adaptive teacher, how often do you think it is that I actually just teach a group of sit skiers, right, when I do a camp or something like that? Pretty much my day-to-day existence is working either with a staff of regular able-bodied instructors or even teaching regular able-bodied people in my job at the mountain in the Alpine School. So that, you know, I'm constantly, when I'm working with people, it's not with people that are sliding exactly the same as me. It's my ability to build a relationship on trust and that I can, Matt said it, you know, bringing out that you can show that you've got that technical expertise. That they're like, wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about. You know, that you can drive those um, things right back to the fundamentals. It doesn't really matter what you're sliding on. But it all kind of starts to look a lot the same. And I see so many of those similarities, and I find it really easy to do because I've had to be so diverse in my training, you know, with all the different disciplines within adaptive that, you know, that's kind of a natural way for me to think. That makes sense to you guys. You know, Eric, one of the things I really liked that we did was you had us pair up or actually team up. And uh, you gave kind of a skill for snowboarders to be working on. And then it was like, you know, let's try that on your skis and and see how you can apply this fundamental to your skiing. And you really got me thinking and involved in the lesson. And I had a blast. Yeah. And that's part of the creativity uh, part that was mentioned earlier is, um, you know, and really selling it. And that's, you know, what, what Matt was talking about as well. And it's, it's typically like 90 degrees off, <laughs> you know? So, where I would have a snowboarder move for for an aft, um, it's the same like moving, you know, um, nose to tail as it is tip to tail, but it's ninety degrees off in, in the movement pattern. So really try to break it down um, a little differently to challenge someone else, and it it's I think it makes it more fun sometimes. Like let's experiment with this, you know. You're just really 
you know, they're, they're like discovering it with you, which kind of brings them into that, into that creative world a little bit too. And at the same time, you're building their confidence that you know what you're talking about. So it's a little bit of a balance, you know, it's like, and, um, I, I really like what Krill said around, um, outcome based. When you think of something like carving, you know, getting someone to carve better on their skis and their snowboard, it's, it's, you know, it's the, the outcome is the same is it, it, it carving and creating this awesome sensation of slicing through the snow. Um, you can get, you know, a bunch of different, um, sliding devices to carve. That's what one of the things that's designed to do, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's super fun. And I, I think you really just got to enter it with an open mind, you know, and, and, and get creative with it and then bring them into that creative process, you know, and that could spark some real fun for everyone. Now, Matt, what do you think people's ex- expectations are when they sign up for a cross-discipline lesson where you've got uh, people on different equipment? Are they really expecting much out of this lesson? And is it a real opportunity for us to kind of give them a really amazing experience? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think this year they, they will be expecting something. Um, <laughs> just simply because of the fact that, you know, the, the group lesson might be a little bit more difficult to pull off this year. So um, they may end up doing a, a you know, multidiscipline private and want something from you. Uh, I think in years past, um, you know, in a normal environment, yeah, they come out there and, and they might just be listening to your methodology for teaching or, um, you know, just paying a little bit of attention to, to you versus to them. Um, but I, I can tell you, if you can bridge that gap, uh, you gain a lot of respect the second you do it. And Jeff, I'd like you to expand on that a little bit. I mean, you're building trust with, uh, like you said, your staff and with people in lessons. How do you go about that, and how do you lay out the technical knowledge without coming across as a, a know-it-all, for lack of a better word? <laughs> you know, Matt, Matt started to bring up something about, like, bridging the gap. You know, like, so one of the things is that you, you really got to draw attention to the similarities other than, like, coming right off out of the bat and, like, talking about, oh, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know that much about snowboarding, you know, like, I can ski, but, you know, like, I can give you a couple things, you know, really draw attention to where the similarities lie, because there really are more than there are differences, and if you can find that, you're going to start to build a little bit more of that bond with them, because they're like, oh, yeah, that's just like what I do, so if you can say that there's more similarities in what we do sliding on snow, just like Rosie just brought up, about, you know, like, let's talk about a carve, you know, all these sliding devices are made to make an arc an arc in the snow is an arc in the snow that does not change you know maybe the the way that you have to move because of the 90 degrees off like you brought up too is a little different but you know it's finding that how do you still achieve that same goal um outcome related and there are more similarities than there are differences i think if you can get get to that point in your mind it makes it a lot easier to teach this stuff instead of taking it from the aspect that like uh oh this is in front of me how am i going to how am I going to make this different? How am I going to make it cool? How am I going to make it fun for these people? Um, and I think there's also the, the expectation, you know, like somebody probably booked a, let's say they booked a, a ski lesson for their family, and but one of the children within the group happens to be a snowboarder. And they knew that going into it. But now all of a sudden, this instructor who's a skier is able to like lay out some knowledge 
and uh, make some improvement on the snowboarder. I mean, that's a win. You're going to come out of that lesson like a star. They're going to be blown away by like your your depth of knowledge at the end of it. You know, it's all going to pay off for all of us long term. Eric, and again, everybody, same question to all of you, but let's start with Eric. Do you think this is going to be a, a part of training that's going to come up this season where we really kind of bring this up to our staff and say, this is something that uh, we might want to really look for. And are any of you interested in teaching these types of lessons? Or is this really only going to be applicable to people who are certified as uh, Alpine and snowboard? I think it's, uh, it's going to, it's going to support the importance of being a well-rounded instructor, which is what we're trying to train people to do. I mean, I think a director's dream would be to have someone that can do anything, any discipline, any level, you know, and uh, the more versatile we are in that, the more marketable we are, too. And I certainly see it as a great opportunity to embed this into training as a specific training piece. Um I know over the years, as the family private has, you know, has um, increased in in uh, demand, you know, that's already in place. And discipline, multidisciplines, just been kind of a subset of it. But I certainly see it uh, as a possibility to really just focus on that. I have I have people that come up to me in the locker room and say, "Hey, I'm with this family tomorrow." They have a snowboarder. What should I teach them? And although that's a very broad question that I would love to know more details to give them some more information, you know, it's it's just trying to just help my peers out that ask me that um, with a just a couple little couple little tips that they can do to to really affect someone's riding um, that is real simple. And then uh, I, I love the way Krell just said about um, finding the similarities. I mean. That's essentially, yeah, what what the, the cleanest line is, is to find the similarities and attach it to what that instructor already knows, you know? So, yeah, I certainly see it uh, as a growing demand and um, um, should be addressed. And how cool would it be to have the, you know, have it be a multidiscipline clinic as well? So you get snowboard instructors and ski instructors to work together to, to um you know, create outcomes that are similar. And, um, yeah, I think it, it creates more of a, more of a wholesome community, um, within the, the school when you have disciplines working together to solve similar problems. So I think it's, it's great for bonding and building that community too within the school. Matt, little advice for an instructor who comes out, sees they've got a multidiscipline lesson and is a little bit, uh, freaked about it how would they collect themselves and get ready to teach a great lesson um yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would say start now by knowing what your discipline's fundamentals are there's only so many things you can do to a ski or a board you can tip it you can turn it and you can manage pressure on it um and if if you know our fundamentals either alpine or snowboard you could probably apply them fairly well um, uh, across disciplines. So start now, but when it, when it does happen, you know, 
find out what they're what they don't like about their their skiing or riding what they want to do with their skiing and riding how you can help them and and really take an opportunity to, to just look and, and think about it for a little bit take your time and it's a, and the good news there is you've got time because as you mentioned earlier oftentimes they don't expect a lot out of you and if you take your time figure it out and offer them something good now, Jeff, as you started out, this is something you deal with on a daily basis. Uh, any specific things you'd like to add for our membership to this? You know, it's it, like we, we talked about being open to it. You know, it's like Matt started to say, too, there's, you just take a look at how they're sliding, how they're moving. As an instructor, you know what a good performance looks like. You know, you, you kind of have this ideal in your head. And we all, you know, we've all watched good snowboarders and good ride, you know, skiers from the lift. You know what looks good and you know who's doing certain things right. It doesn't matter what you ride on. You're going to have a good idea of how what you're trying to, I guess, optimally have as an outcome. And then start to think about how they actually achieve it. And I know you started to talk about the multidiscipline clinic. I think that is awesome goals you know i've done a bunch of those too where it's you're trying to like work on let's work on how are you achieving carving how are you working on you know what's inclination and versus angulation you know when we're talking about different things whether it's my sit ski because i do it when i've got a, a snowboard group an alpine group and myself in there so we all look at each other in the different ways that we operate and where what different joints are enacting and putting um you know getting an outcome driven thing at the end of the day you know it's 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 not really that hard because all of a sudden it's like wow that was pretty simple we were making it way too complicated we we're really overthinking it but it's just good sliding and we all kind of know how to start that so you know even for the newer instructor i think they're going to be able to find a way to, to get there as long as they're not freaked out that there's just something new in front of them that's that's really it so just make that experience happen right away in training you know and they'll be used to it and know what it is Rolls, anything you'd like to add in conclusion? Um, I think, you know, maybe something around if you do get stuck, you can always go to like tactical, a tactical approach. And, it, and if and it feels like teaching to them, you're giving them skills, but you can apply tactical approaches to things for any of the disciplines um, pretty equally. So I think, you know, when in doubt, go tactical <laughs> and then. And then make sure you brush up on those fundamentals, as Matt said. So, you know, so you have a little, a little bit more um, content to share uh, technically. And then the other thing is, you know, don't forget that it's still an experience that you're trying to create for them. Um, whether, it's, whether it's tactical specifically around building their skills, whether it's an adventure approach through terrain, you know, there, there's different things you can, you can do to create that wholesome experience overall um, in, in a variety of those categories, you know, a little mix of things. Matt, conclusion from you. I'd love to hear how, your thoughts on how we can start now. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I think I've already mentioned that, uh, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm beating a dead horse on the fundamentals, but um, I, I think you can start now just by, you know, approaching your own discipline um, and getting out of your your go-to answers. You know, really look at it. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, they're in the back seat when they're on a pair of skis. You know, it's easy to just throw out a, a guesstimate of an answer and, and really 
get into looking at your sport like you really mean it, and like you don't really know what the answers are, and you don't have any pre-built answers. And 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 as you're getting out there with your own discipline, take a, a little bit more of a creative look at it, and, and train your brain to 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 really uh, sleuth in how you could make people better. And Mr. Krill, can we get a conclusion from you? You know, one of the things too, you know, that we we started to cover a little bit here. I think we also need to want to think a little bit about, you know, like the, the people and the teaching, you know, that connection, because we're going to also see some students that might've been, you know, with these families trying to stay together, that might've been going through an adaptive school or something like that. Um, and I think, you know, it's one of the things that you know, the different ways that you're going to need to manage that relationship when you're out on your lesson as well. So if you have somebody with some kind of an intellectual or a cognitive disability or a physical disability, I'm not talking about anything always major, but it's something that you need to be aware of. It's probably going to pop up a little more often this year because families want to stay together and keep everybody more as a unit. So, you know, flexing your, the way that you approach that lesson, the way that you manage personalities is something to train to as um, it's not just always that it's ski and snowboard, it's also personality as well, and just the way that people operate, the fears, everything else. So it's a, a big difference when you have a, a family out there with an intellectual disability and somebody that's you know a go-getter and somebody that's timid, and there's a variety of things that come into play there. So that's the other way that you need to actually adapt to this lesson when you have a group. Well, Jeff Krill, Eric Rolls, Matt Boyd, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to chat with us this evening. I really appreciate it. Thanks, George. Hey, thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks, George. From the PSIA ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.